1: is The Law on this very radio broadcast, and we are feeling love because we, I mean Lori, Julia, me, uh-huh. David from First Equity, the whole radio station, we raised like a $100,000 in Project Down and Dirty. Woo! Way to go, everybody. Which
2: cool. is amazing. So we have exciting news for everybody, and David Lozinski from First Equity is with us to share um, that um, he has offered $5,000 so everyone can watch the production as well as listen to it tonight. So, David! Hello! Hi, coming through again, honey.
3: Hey, well, you know what? I think it was great. Angie, who helps me with the radio station, called and said, Hey, how would you like to help a little bit more? And since all four of the... Um, charities were so important. I thought that's just absolutely no question that I would help.
2: So you already did a matching sponsorship of fifteen hundred dollars, and now you've donated five thousand oh dollars. So everyone can see our performance with the video component on YouTube tonight. If they want to watch the video component with it, and that is so generous of you, honey.
3: Well, I was more than willing to help. It's been a you know busy year for me. I know that it has not been that busy for everybody. So I thought this is one way I can help give back.
4: Um, David, because we all watched, most of us went over to Rocco's and watched it on his soccer um, (laughs) net that he's put up with the screen. And Uh we were outside and we watched it. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, what did you think when you were watching it?
3: Uh, okay, can I cheat? I was not even in the Twin Cities. I had no chance to watch it. Okay. I had not seen it. Oh, you so haven't I seen said, it So I said, how can I? So the phone call started with, I was chatting with Angie. She says, you know, I, haven't, I didn't get a chance. How do I get to see this? She says, well, I have an idea for you.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Yeah. I've got a swamp in Florida. Florida.
3: If you open up your checkbook, I'm going to tell you how to help and see this. So. Oh, that's so awesome. So I, mean, I cannot wait to watch it tonight.
4: It really was super fun, and I know. Like my mom called me, and she says, "Well, I donated to Springboard, but I didn't get any email about how to watch it." And I'm like, "Mom, you got to buy a ticket." Right All for crying out loud, she said. So, so this, so now I'll tell her she'll be able to watch it because of your generosity, generous. and also David. You know, listen to this. So a friend of mine sends me a text on Friday, and. He's a stagehand and does, like, set stuff and no work for him. Right. He's like, I can only give $10 because I don't have any work. I usually would be doing the nutcracker. And he said, I mean, he said, is $10 okay? And I said, of course, Dave. Like, you know, we have all these people. Don't worry about it. But I that was so sweet. That is really sweet. You know, he's got nothing going on yeah. right now for work. That's really sweet. Well, Please. and I have so
3: many friends... Well, every charity touches and helps people. So yeah. it's just fantastic.
4: Yeah.
2: It's so cool. We just, you know, adore you.
3: Well, I, you know what? I'm busy working and this is what I'm good at. So I want to share. You guys are good at it getting. I mean, isn't that amazing that your listeners came up with $100,000? That's just amazing.
2: Yeah. It, it really is. And this year. Yeah, it's it's one of our top years. So we're still
4: the donate button. You just have to go to My Talk Keyword Project. You can still donate. I think through maybe tomorrow. Yes, I know, Julia. I thought we should like ask people to donate for Springboard for the Arts because two hour of our show on Friday was not fundraising, but reunion zooming. It was reunion (laughs) zooming, which was fun, by the way, too. All right, so
2: David. Yeah. Do you have any parting words of wisdom that you want to say? Because, first of all, we just can't thank you enough. I think a lot of people were bummed that they didn't have access to the link. Yeah. And um, so this is allowing everybody to see both components, the audio and the visual. Do do they know how to do it? You just go to YouTube and go to the MyTalk. It sounds
3: like... That even I can handle it. I still haven't learned how to program a VCR, but I think I can actually watch this video and listen to this. I'm excited to hear it.
2: It's 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 really cool. I watched it with my kids last night. But you just go to the My Talk YouTube um, channel. Just go My Talk on YouTube, and it'll take you. And it'll be available tonight after 6 p.m.
3: After six, great.
2: And then, um, if people just want to hear the audio part, it will be available on our station tonight at 7 o'clock. And in the podcast. And in and the stuff. podcast, wherever you listen. The Apple, the Podcast One, the My Talk podcast, it'll all be available there, too. So everyone who wants to hear it, see it, is going to have access to it tonight. Thanks to you.
3: Well, I cannot wait to listen. I'm glad that I could help, and plus what amazing, great charities. And the work you guys do is just superb.
2: Ditto, dude. Thank we love you. you. David. Thanks, to David, Thank so you much. Thank you, Dave-
3: good I can't wait to hear you tonight. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Um, Laura, you were stellar. You were stellar as Miss Erdahl. And if people are going to see the... the, Lordy Lou. And and Rocco. I mean, because I I watched it last night. Everyone
4: was so good.
2: It was so good. And like Colleen and Bradley were so good. And Jason was... Everyone and Don and and Steve and Donna. Oh, Donna um,
4: was cracking me up. She was
2: cracking me up. And so was Alexis was great. I mean, it was really... Holly did so much. I mean, it was really fun. Everybody... Last week was so joyful around here. Yeah,
4: it really was. It was really
2: fun. So I think you can experience that. And then all the great people, the playwright, you know, Jeffrey Hatcher. Then you have Peter Rothstein and sound designer, Catherine Horowitz and music director, Jason Hansen and projection, production director and audio, Carl Diemer. Mm -hmm. Everyone was so
4: good. It was it was super fun. I'm glad there's a few people in here today. But like starting tomorrow, it'll just be back to, you know, the just rattling around with eight people in the building. Yeah, I
2: liked I like seeing people. It so was fun. what happened so what happened Friday night when all you guys watched it?
4: Well, we just it was, we, it was fun. We went over we got to go see Rocco's uh my you know back in movie theater. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so nice. It's cute. I mean, it's so, yeah. this full moon was hanging oh over gosh, your garage yeah. and
1: Yeah, we you know, like I said we bought a projector and we bought some heat lamp a heat lamp and some and a fire pit just to keep people warm because we like entertaining people and showing TV shows and whatnot so yeah we at first I thought it was just gonna be about five of us and ended up being about 12 maybe yeah
4: How fun. yeah P.
1: Arthur and Jason and his husband and, and Lori and yeah um yeah a bunch of people and so um yeah it was super f- gosh we were just
3: we couldn't were stop laughing yeah. it was
1: it's super funny the thing I'm looking forward to is listening tonight without the video right I mean the video is great I'm not sl- uh, slamming on the video but I think it's gonna be cool to hear just hear to hear it. it as a radio production right. on its own, I encourage everybody to do both.
4: Yeah, I I agree with you. It was it was super fun, and even Rocco's kids seemed to be running around and kind of enjoying it. I mean, he trailed off and right. went inside, you know, but
1: short attention span.
4: Yeah, he was he was kind of having fun, and then. Um, uh, Saturday, you know, for Halloween, I mean, nobody, it was like a weird Halloween, but it was such a beautiful day. And Casey and I went over to the uh, kid's house and he had 18 full size Hershey bars in their yard. And I put on the shark suit and he put on his polar bear (laughs) inflatable and we're running around the yard. And, um, the shark feet only move like Like you got to move like a little... Sure, like you're wearing a mermaid dress. Like like you're really a shark mermaid. Yes. A shark mate. Little I'm mincing steps and the kids are finding these candy bars and their dad, Casey's son, is just like, Dad, uh, how many candy bars? (laughs) He's like, yeah, 18. And then we had in our neighborhood an organized... Scavenger hunt. ...of kids. So everyone knew how many kids. So... Case, That's cool. Casey and I didn't do little Halloween bags like some of the other families. He, again, hid Just, full-size candy bars yep. in leaves.
2: I absolutely love and the that. And kids
4: were grabbing, full-size! <laughs> full-size! Rocco, <laughs> what did Bruno
2: end up doing?
1: Well, it was funny, you know, um, we were going to spend the day kind of going over to some of his friends' houses and giving out candy sort of we called it reverse trick-or-treating right and that was going pretty well until he started to see like some of his friends were also going to be doing some trick-or-treating and right he wasn't so he started to get jealous and then he's like let's do it <laughs> but then as we're driving home and i'm driving through the neighborhood i'm like look bruno there's nothing's going on nobody has lights on right. there's no kids out here there's there's nothing so you know he kind of begged eventually we're like fine just run around the neighborhood see what you can find don't you know deal with anybody but if you see candy You can get it. And so we did, and it was okay. Yeah. But, you know, it was, I think at some point during the day, we all kind of got depressed about it. We're like, this sucks.
4: Uh, I know. This could have have been an epic Halloween weekend. I saw one neighbor put up a PVC pipe or whatever you call it. And we're shooting up the candy. Okay, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny.
1: That's great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we tried to watch uh, Halloween shows Saturday night. Because we were like, oh, it's going to be in the 50s or whatever. And then the wind came up. It was cold. It was so windy. We watched like one and a half uh, Halloween shows. And everybody's like, okay, good night. Okay, good
4: night. See you. We're (laughs) freezing. Yes. All right, listen, we come back. We heard last night the ruling was going to come down. It happened. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thanks for hanging out with was us. So you know, he's not having a watermelon sugar know. day because it did not go know. as he planned. Johnny Depp lost know. his libel lawsuit against the Sun. After they called him a wife beater, the judge handed down a 129-page decision. We'll we'll just uh, uh, s- stop on over to the Got Today it. Show and get a little wrap-up and then discuss Johnny Depp has lost his legal battle
0: with a British tabloid who labeled the actor a wife beater. Depp sued publishers of The Sun over a 2018 article which stated he had been violent toward his ex-wife,
4: actress Amber Heard. But a British judge ruled this morning that the paper's allegations were, quote, substantially true. Both Depp and Heard spent several days in the witness box during a three-week trial in July, giving detailed accounts of their volatile relationship. Depp's lawyer says he does plan to appeal. Mm. And and that's what the the lawyer said. But I mean, I, I mean, I Don't guess appeal. I kind of thought it was going to be really a vague ruling, right? Um, not really saying one way or the other. But basically, uh, you know, basically, yeah, the ruling was that yeah, the son could call you a wife beater, and by your own admission, then he listed the. The cases, um, it was substantially true is what he called it, um, that he did assault her um, on multiple allegations of domestic violence um, and that the great majority had been proved. And of course, because he was suing, yes, he played the tapes of her admitting that she slapped and hit him. You Know, yes, but that wasn't yes. what was in play, right? The verdict, uh, also he, the judge wrote, I do not accept this character's characterization of Miss Hurd as a gold digger, pointing out she wouldn't have given a seven million dollar divorce settlement, uh, to charity. That is hardly what one expects of a gold digger, and um, uh. That 16-day trial in July, um, remember, you guys? It was we were, brutal. brutal. Rocco, you weren't here, but every right. day it was just an indignity of just like, why did Depp go to trial? Right. You know what? He, that's really he. Anyway, but um, so uh, they the judge defended the uh, son's you know, defense of using wife beater. And also now this judge is a damn poet. He also wrote about the dog because the breakout star of the trial was the literal piece of poop in the marital bed. Oh,
2: gosh. I the know. turd, as it I were. Know. Oh, Rocco, I'm telling you, okay. it was so bad. I mean,
4: it, it fit. It was so bad. It fit the sewer flood of horrible information so much. It just like Everything you wouldn't want to know about a movie star. Right. And Johnny claimed that Amber, one of her friends, had pooped in the bed to get back at him and Amber believed it was a weed-induced poop from her dog, Boo. Here's what the judge said. (laughs) Okay? The judge noted that the poop in the bed happened when Johnny Depp was away, meaning it was Ms. Hurd who was likely to suffer from the feces on the bed, not him. It was also an ineffective way for anyone to get back at Johnny since it was proven he wasn't at home. He also noted oh, that Boo, one of Amber's dogs, listen to the poetry of this, had an had an incomplete mastery of her bowels after she accidentally consumes some marijuana. So the next time you're at somebody's friend's house and you have an explosion, it's an incomplete... incomplete.
0: All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe.
1: pretty sure that's jlo and ps the person behind all of this is
0: chris jenner
1: llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
0: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
4: yeah i had, I had some incomplete mastery of my bowel <laughs>
0: Not that
1: down.
4: Yeah, go ahead. And the sun uh, reminded everyone they are a literary journey of high moral standards, standing up for uh, victims of domestic abuse. And Johnny's lawyer, Jenny Alfia, said, Yes, this judgment is so flawed. We have to appeal it. Oh. Her lawyer said, This is great. And um, I don't know. I don't know what Dep Fender Sia is that what we're going to call the Johnny Depp yeah. Defenders Defenders I, like
2: I, I like that but but here's the deal yeah. so with this verdict mm-hmm. you think he would even why would he go through with his US one to bring more attention on it i mean
4: because I that like one I, I that one is she wrote an op ed in the Washington Post and she did not even name him so to me I know. That one, he's filed this $50 million... Uh, I'm
2: saying, why would he go through with this next one?
4: I feel he like... He shouldn't, because if he loses that one... He has and... already paying her legal fees now for this one. Right. I mean, now the marketing team of Johnny's next movie—they're going to figure out how do they put in and introduce him as Academy Award nominee and court-certified wife beater. You can't. I just. (laughs) I mean, I think he needs
2: to stop. I think he should just let it all go. Oh gosh. Oh gosh.
4: Well, we didn't want him to do this in the first place. We would. I'm embarrassed. So embarrassed for him. Been over and done with. Done with. And you know, I I mean, I just—they had the most toxic. Ridiculous, horrible relationship. Horrible. Both sides. Both sides. Yeah. You can truly say that for these two. Because he had her on tape of her going, yeah, I've punched you and slapped you in your face. I mean. It's just gross. You know, they had that kind of a relationship where they both apparently hit each other and threw things at each other. You know. And who. And he was so jealous of Billy Bob Thornton and. She probably taunted him because I'm sorry. When you're 30 years younger than your husband or your wife, there's a lot of mean little things you can say. <laughs> you know, it's bad. It's you, just so bad. It's such just, a big gulf of yeah, years between you. They, he he's 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 he looks like an old fool. He looks
2: he look it, it's so bad. And now a wife beat her old fool, according yes. to the uh, son. So it's just bad. Yeah, Uh, Johnny, go let it rest.
4: Please, please, please. I I hope he he drops it. I hope he doesn't appeal. I mean, one hundred and twenty-nine pages. No,
2: someone spent a lot of time. There was so
4: much testimony. I can't for his and for and we did not ever really see that that whole poop incident happened when he was out of town and Amber's people had the receipts. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I'm so disgusted right now by this whole story complete watch it <laughs> that make sure you have a complete mastery of your bowels before you go to anybody's house <laughs> oh it's so bad oh it's so bad all right well listen as long as we're talking about johnny depp if it weren't for johnny depp this couple might still be together hey everybody thanks for hanging out with us so tomorrow is election day and just want to remind everybody that it's too late to mail your ballot in yep. because of the ruling that was made so you can Tomorrow, drop off your ballot at your uh, election office or other designated drop site. Go vote in person, basically, and it's, you can register to vote on Election Day in Minnesota and Wisconsin, quite a few states. So, Excellent. Just, uh, you know... Wanted to remind everybody Thanks. of that, not that anyone is forgetting with the blitz of advertisements oh my gosh. on
2: the oh air, my gosh. waves
4: and TV, right? No kidding. Okay, so we were talking about if it uh, Johnny Depp, uh, if it weren't for Johnny Depp, maybe this couple might still be together. Originally in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Johnny Depp was the studio's first choice to play... In the role of Mr. Smith. And it was a toss-up between Nicole Kidman and Angelina Jolie. Then Johnny Depp drops out. Why did he drop out? Do we know? He probably wasn't connecting with the character. Uh-huh. I don't know. Because he and Angelina then went on to, to do, do The, the Tourist. tourist. Um, which they couldn't stand each other in. No, and... uh you know, I mean, remember Brad and Jen were a couple that, in their wedding vows, they had they had the million dollar wedding, and she promised to make him a banana smoothie every day, and he promised to split the thermomostat with her. A therm- that
2: was Rocco, in their vows. <laughs> yeah. There's a thermostat. Thermomostat. It's a combination of a thermostat and, and a thermometer.
4: I like the new word, Laura. All right. Anyway, so he. Johnny Depp, just for whatever reason, wasn't feeling that movie. They cast Brad's, Brad Pitt. Nicole Kidman and Brad do not have good chemistry. None. Then in comes Angelina. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. And uh, They both had
2: failed marriages then. Brad and Jen. Jen with Justin Thoreau. Oh, yeah. Brad with
4: Angelina. I mean, basically, Justin Thoreau wanted to just live in New York and go on vacation with Jen and have a nice house to stay in Bel Air. Which he never really, they never really lived together. together. He liked the East Coast and she's a California girl. Okay,
2: well, you had a marriage kind of like that where you never really lived in the same town. Oh, that's true. For a whole year. Right.
4: It was perfect. And that's what I was going to say. It's probably why the marriage lasted a year (laughs) and a half.
2: (laughs) Because in some people, yeah. you know, the long distance thing works, but yeah, I know.
4: But I mean, you know, when that—that yeah, that was just—I always felt like Justin Theroux kind of he did he he did Kinda not have true intentions. Kind of used her. So if it weren't for Johnny Depp, maybe those two would still be together. Thanks, Johnny. And as far as Hugh Grant is concerned, you know, he's still giving interviews for the Undoing on HBO with and, Nicole Kidman and himself. And are you liking that? Oh. It's good. Really? Yeah. Jeez. It's just, you know, high high acting soap. Oh, okay. That's what it is. It's right, soapy. Perfect. It's like Big Little Lies. Yeah. That's what we loved about it. All right, Perfect. Right? Perfect. But he said if... uh Nodding Hill, if that was a real story, she'd be a girl standing in front of a divorce attorney getting a very, very ugly divorce after 20 years. Yeah. He's not a romantic guy. He
2: he isn't, and I do not <laughs> like him speaking out about all these rom-coms, because he's so delicious in them. I'm like, save all that stuff. We don't need to know.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, and then... Um, oh, geez, Joy, we might as well talk about it. Uh, it came out yesterday. Don't ask me why on a Sunday. Gwyneth Paltrow's Annual Goop Holiday Gift Guide, which Mm -hmm. has, uh, it's raising eyebrows once again because it is a curated collection of bizarre overpriced merchandise.
2: Well, that's what Neiman Marcus has done for years.
4: But Neiman Marcus and Goop, do not put those in the same (laughs) mouth and the same (laughs) breath, Julia. Braco, do you like gift guides? I mean, did you do you like
2: does, like does Bruno look for the toy gift guide or anything?
1: And I, I don't think so. That seems like last generation or okay, something. Okay, that's right? ours. Alright, excuse boy, us. I remember, I remember looking nice. through the J C Penny and oh. Sears catalogs at oh. my grandparents' Where's, house when Toys
4: the, R Us would put oh out a catalog. Gosh. Oh, they're huge. Those things were huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're huge. Anyway. Hey,
1: there's a men's gift guide on the goop page. I'll be there for the next few minutes. Oh
2: yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well let you, me give you a couple ideas okay. of things that I found that I think are kind of um better, Who knew? It, who knew you there needed? It better this? be
4: the lamp made out of bread, the special bag to store my, watermelons, and the speaker to listen to your plants.
2: <laughs> no, but <laughs> those I those are all on I the didn't list. see those two. Uh-huh. Here was the one that I thought really a body balancing naval therapy oil. This exquisite aromatic something, aromatic, oil, yep, oil blend is designed to be massaged in and around the belly button. Oh, gross!
4: Which, I can't stand for anyone to poke their anything in the mess. I don't. So you, that uh, a belly button,
2: you don't need a oil around your belly no, button. Not she, that I much know. How much does that go for? That is forty five dollars.
4: Jeez Louise! Okay,
2: now this smells like my Vag Roll On. Ah. Um, You know, first we had This Smells Like My Vag Candle for Mm -hmm. $75. And then don't
4: forget Lynette Beltro had her This Smells Like My Armpit Candle.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. And this year they're coming out with um, This Smells Like My Vag Roll-On Perfume. And here's what they call it. Before it was a candle, this sophisticated, sexy floral scent was born as a perfume. Now it's here in a chic, portable rollerball for just $45. The candle... Is seventy five. This smells like my prenup. Candle candle is also available now. What? Or this smells like an orgasm candle. So she's that, just expanding. On yeah, that, that Did, was thing. that
4: right next to the, um, what I'm calling the Viva La Vulva coloring book, but it is a vulva coloring book, you guys, and puzzle showing all the colors of the petal. If anyone's uncomfortable now with that, that description. Be, I'm sorry, but that would be kind of funny
2: to just sit down and do as a family puzzle and just see. Wow, this looks like, you know, because you wouldn't because it's a beautiful butterfly.
4: <laughs> wow. Is Look this an this? orchid? This looks like something. Of, I mean, are they just high when they come up with these no, things? I think they're trying to no, find I, cachet I, stuff. No, I will, think they're high. I right. think that they're doing something and then drinking a lot of wine and they the most outrageous ideas... They go, yeah. Let's see if we can sell it, and then they do. We came up with nipple enhancers, but that was usable. for twenty dollars and usable and fun and, and you- reusable and reusable. It wasn't and exciting. Some jacked up thing. I mean, honestly, not even twenty twenty a stepping goop. Listen to this. There was also there's also a seventy five hundred dollar birthing chair that you can <laughs> order that looked like it might be okay to watch TV in. <laughs> I mean, multi-purpose. Is it like a recliner? Kind of. With a hole in the middle? But there's a woman in designer garb, all of her clothes on, in the birthing chair. And all I could think of was, gee, I'm pretty sure your pants have to be off to give birth. Or you have a snaps. Like a onesie? No.
2: Something happening there? No. Rocco, is there anything under the men's area?
1: Well, uh, you asked if they were high when they were doing this. They yeah. do sell a, a weed grinder for $95.
4: Yeah. Seems And expensive. they probably came up with that. Like, they had their little <laughs> strainer, and they were doing it the old way that they've been doing for 30 years. And they're like, they we should better. need something better. <laughs> no, I'm telling you.
1: Have you seen this, like, Gita robot that carries your stuff on <sighs> the go?
4: My word. No.
1: Just $3,200. Can mm-hmm.
4: it get your groceries out of your car and mm-hmm. bring them upstairs? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That That's what upstairs. I want. There's also a $38,000 mattress. Now, if I had to spend $38,000 for a mattress, I want that thing to grab me, massage me, do all kinds of things. I'm expecting a lot out, out, of, of, out of, of that. And then the lamp made of bread. Okay, I didn't see that. And then a special bag For when you buy watermelon, well, they're heavy. Julia, any (laughs) old recyclable bag will do. Why do you need a special forty dollars? Okay, is the lamp? Is it just like it? Does it look like
2: a baguette that lights up? Yeah. Oh, for it's it's a it's a bread (laughs) nightlife. It's a lamp made of bread. (laughs) These have been out. These have been out for a while um, since twenty seventeen. Okay, that's funny, Lori.
4: Oh, oh yeah, the watermelon bag, they're not even sure. They're so stoned when they did that, they're only going to price on request. they got to see if anyone will buy them before they do their order from China. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Mm -hmm.
1: I thought you were joking when you said that that the candle was called smells like my
4: vagina. No, she did that a couple months ago. It says it in big
1: words, yeah, right on it. Yeah, right.
4: No, no, I did a spoof of her as Lynette Beltrò, and I had my, vagi- my vagina eggs. I should really do <laughs> another one, and I was swooping it, and then I had my candle that smelled like my armpit. And <laughs>
2: she did. You were funny. We all right. So here's another thing about the bread candle. Here's the review. I can't eat gluten, but I sure enjoy looking at a piece of French bread that dresses up as a light. It's such a happy light. It's so unique. Only downsize is that it burns. When it
4: burns out, you can't replace the light bulbs.
1: Yeah. How can that candle be $75?
4: You don't. It'd be, again, they just, they're stone. They slap it on. It costs $6. Right to make and package, and it's just like uh, if it was
1: twelve dollars, wouldn't everybody buy it as a gag gift or like sure. a white elephant? Oh, yeah. thing? The
4: rich people bought it as a gag gift because seventy-five is their twelve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Lori. Yeah. Oh, oh good yeah. goodness,
2: goodness. Well we posted it. It's on the Lori and Julia show it's page. You can look through. It's kinda it's fun to look through.
4: It's fun to make yeah, fun of. Yeah, It is, one hundred percent. All right, listen, we come back. Oh my gosh, uh, we heard the news this weekend. James, James Bond, Sean Connery passed away. We'll be right back. Sugar ray. Sugar ray, a little sugar, sugar ray. So uh Saturday. Got the news. I think it was Saturday that it came across that uh, actor Sean Connery passed. I uh, had passed away at the age of ninety, and I remember thinking, it felt like we just celebrated, like we had just talked about him turning ninety. It's a big, if that had yeah. come up or something, because he always gets voted the best Bond. Yes, and all he of that. does. The but first I just kind of mm-hmm. don't didn't think of him as like being. That age, right? You know, 90, but he had been around a long time, and uh, of course, all the morning shows did the tribute to him. I love Chris Conley from GMA ABC, so here's his uh recap of, of Sean's life
0: as an actor. Sean Connery gave Agent 007 the dry wit and unflappable attitude that made the James Bond movies a worldwide sensation, yet, his ability to forge a successful on screen career after Bond was just as remarkable an achievement. Bond. James Bond. There's no denying what role made Sean Connery a top-shelf movie star. Undeniably dynamic in a chase sequence, a shootout, or a close encounter through six films that built the James Bond film franchise from 1962 to 1971.
1: Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond?
0: Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred.
4: Well, and of course, one of the funny things that uh, before we play the other audio cap, uh, clips, when he won his Oscar for supporting actor in 1987 for his portrayal of the tough Chicago cop who joins Elliot Ness in the yes. Untouchables, yes, when he got up on stage to accept his Oscar, he said, "The name's Connery, Sean Connery." Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, let's play the next one.
0: But during his 50-year career, the Scottish-born Connery was a lot more than Agent 007. You're the man now, dog. In the 90s, top-lining the action with customary authority opposite Nick Cage and Ed Harris in The Rock. Maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. Facing off with a fresh-faced Alec Baldwin in The Hunt for Red October. A great day, comrades. We sail into history. Romantically partnering with Catherine Zeta-Jones in the caper film Entrapment. The what? The ranch. Zeta Jones among those who paid tribute to Connery this weekend. Farewell, my friend. I will cherish every moment I shared with you. Love, the kid. Daniel Craig, who followed in his license to thrill footsteps as Bond, calling him one of the true greats of cinema. He defined an era and a style. The wooden charm he portrayed on screen could be measured in megawatts. Connery, who was hailed as the sexiest man alive by People magazine, was married twice, sharing a son Jason with first wife Dionne Salento. Then in 1975, marrying artist Micheline Roquebrun, who remained by his side until his death.
4: Um and in nineteen fifty or excuse me, and uh, when he was named by People Magazine um, Sex is he was fifty-nine years old. I love
2: that. Well, here's a little bit about so we have a
4: little bit we've oh, got we one, do more. Have one more. I think no, is that it? Okay, that's what okay. you got. Okay, fine.
2: So Bond author Ian Fleming initially was against the idea of having an unrefined Scots actor portraying 007 because he was a British, British guy. And was said to favor Cary Grant. Um, but changed his mind later, admitting Connery was ideal for the role after seeing his performance in Dr. No, and then adapted future novels to give Bond a Scots background.
4: Yeah, Casey and I were watching, and Casey was just shocked that Sean Connery wore a toupee as Bond.
2: Oh, right. Did you guys know that? I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. But everyone wore a toupee back then.
4: Well, but he did wear wow. a toupee. And apparently, you know, he was like... Uh, early 30s when he got that role he was little little known but his brogue his scottish brogue was so thick that people when he would be like travel they thought he was speaking polish or something you couldn't understand a, a word. word he said and um he uh um what else a decade before he was Bond, so he was in his early 20s he was a he he was on Jay Leno's show in 1999 and, and Jace asked him, he used to do nude modeling. Yes, he did as a young man. Mm -hmm. And after the audience stopped whooping, he raised one eyebrow and he said at the Edinburgh college of art Mm -hmm. to make ends meet. If you know what I mean, he said, there was three of us. There's an old guy who'd done it for years and years, a quite an attractive young woman and myself. And we were the three models. And there is one, uh, drawing that has come out that is they know that is of him very sculpted buns of steel it you know because it's he's standing behind yeah. and they always I don't know if you ever took any of those art classes did you Rocco or you Julia no were no. you had a nude model well no but I've seen him on okay well I did it with my girlfriend at did UMD really? because I just wanted to say I was so bad I couldn't even but I just wanted to like see what it was all about and I dropped the class you know immediately Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I can't draw, but I was just like, I was so, couldn't believe it.
2: That they would actually have a live model for people to draw, right?
4: Yeah, because, so anyway, so he did that, he, and he he turned down like $20 million to play the rescuer of WW, or WW2 art. I think it was uh, um, the Brett Ratner film. Something and he was offered
2: the Lord of a Lord of the Rings yeah big role but he didn't get the story and he didn't want to be holed up in New Zealand for eighteen months because yeah. remember they shot all three at the same right. time right he started out um you know like you said Lori he was a model he was also he a was milkman
4: a, yeah he was Mister a, Universe a, a casket maker and polisher and I mean very blue collar very rough yes. life he did have some problematic interviews that he did with Playboy in the 60s yes. where he was on the record that it was perfectly all right to smack your woman around if she wouldn't shut up. And, right. And then he confirmed that in a Barbara Walters uh, interview in 1987. He hadn't changed his opinion. She'd asked him, have you changed your opinion right. since that night? We've given so, you 20 years on this one. Right, right. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's 90 years old. I mean, all of that. But he was, like, really on screen. like just, So was he completely so bald, Lori? So literally he was bald. He, and he was only a one. balding man in his 20s. He okay. wore a toupee. I want to know how they kept those toupees on him oh, in Lord, all his antics. I'll tell you. Double-sided tape. Alright, but still, you look at what Bond in a jetpack, Bond blowing through, do you know what I mean, Rocco? Yeah. I mean, James Bond, right. the convertible alone, how do you keep a toupee on your head?
1: Yeah, well, they said he wore one in every Single Bond
4: movie. And when he walked away at 41. Right. He was 41 when he walked away from Bond. Everyone was like, that guy's never going to work again. And, you know, he did make some duds just like any of these actors. But he was great as Indiana Jones... Father, I yep. love that casting. Yep. yep.
1: The Hunt for Red October. Oh.
4: I loved that. Mm-hmm. Dragonheart. You know, his favorite
2: Bond movie that he was in was From Russia with Love. Yeah. That was his favorite. Anyway, Michael Caine was we dear friends with him. hmm Um, sent a sweet tribute out to him. Um, he just said that let's I don't know what he said. He that just basically he's devastated, but they were in this you will be king and yeah. you're always gonna be my king kind of thing. Yeah. And Pierce Bronson. Said that you were Pierce are the, Brosnan. Yeah, him too. Mm-hmm. You were the greatest James Bond, and mm-hmm. as a boy and as a man who became John's, James Bond himself, you cast a long shadow, blah, 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 You were loved by the world, you will be missed, da, da da
4: I think it's Sean Connery, then Pierce Brosnan.
2: In the order Sean Connery's number one. Yes. For the best. Yes. yes. yes.
4: It's hard when you're the original. And, and that, Pierce was super good. Super
2: good. And then I would go Roger Moore and then Timothy Dalton.
4: Where are you leaving Daniel Blond oh, out?
2: I forget about him. <laughs> he's only done. I mean, he's like he's, he's done the latest ones. Years. I mean but that's a long time. Yeah, he's pretty darn good at it. I have
4: to admit, he's oh, pretty good. You know what else Sean Connery was good in? And I loved that movie Finding Forrester. Loved. Do you remember that movie? The teenage he mentors. He's like this reclusive writer, and he mentors this uh, teenage prodigy. I think it came out in two thousand. Yeah, i was just
1: reading about it. It was a Gus Van Sant movie. Yes, and supposedly it was based on uh, J.D. Salinger.
4: Yeah, it was. It was a uh, just kind of a different kind of a movie. And the uh, the man who would be king. I don't think I've ever seen that one mm-hmm. with Michael Caine, but um, but they were best friends. To yeah, the very end. It. So he
2: had he had um, complications with dementia and old age at and the And he end.
4: acted with Audrey Hepburn and Catherine Zeta
2: Jones. And- I loved Entrapment.
4: Yes. Because I was... liked how they, they were um, hired. They were both thieves. And again, because she lied about her age and she's Welsh, <laughs> like Sean Connery, it didn't look like Scotch. that big of an age difference.
2: Mm-hmm. Is Scottish the same thing as Welsh? Oh,
4: yeah, no. no. Okay, that's
2: right. Yeah. They're two different it's, things.
4: Wales, you, Scotland. Yeah, UK, Canada, Scotland. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like they're both, they're both united in that they're not so crazy about the queen. Got it. Of England. There you go. That's what I think. But anyway, the age difference suited them because of course she really is you know 60 not 50 but she she's done a very good job of covering her tracks I'm her age. age tracks
2: her age tracks oh gosh damn it
4: this is one of my long running theories Rocco. Mm-hmm. i have <laughs> it, is, right. it is
2: it is one oh it's All just right. a long we're one. gonna take a quick break we'll be right back